Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this edition of The Mountain Gardener, your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And we are, this is the first week of summer. So your plants are growing like crazy. I, I, I do want you to be jealous. You know, we're just gardeners camping out here on the airwaves. And, uh, you know, gardeners have this bragging thing that we like to do. And uh, let me just brag a little bit. But I just picked my very first tomato. And it wasn't a small one. It wasn't a cherry tomato. This is a medium size, like celebrity or champion size tomato. And it was so good. Oh, my gosh. My mouth's watering just talking about it. It was good, and things are growing quickly, so they're setting fruit. If you want to get more fruit to set and larger fruits on the on the plant as they set, there's two things that I do that really promote I mean, quick setting fruits. So the plants are large enough easily to start setting any kind of fruit, eggplants, cucumbers, peppers, tomatoes, whatever it is. They're big enough now. You can start forcing them to set fruit. And here's how you do it. So I get a bottle of two things. One, I have blossom set. Usually the bottle will say tomato and pepper blossom set. But blossom set works on anything that fruits in your vegetable garden. So cucumbers and pumpkins and squash and beans. It'll help all of those guys. So you spray. This, this liquid spray comes in a trigger sprayer. And I'll just every couple of weeks spritz the foliage of that plant in my gardens and it just forces that plant to set more blossoms so if you've got squash it sets more female blossoms and so they pollinate each other tomatoes you just have i mean a cherry tomato you can have dozens and dozens of flowers setting fruit all at once on that vine so it, it that blossom set really works and it helps the plant to form more it'll set more fruit and larger fruits. So blossom sets what I use. The other thing I use in between the weeks that I'm spritzing my foliage with blossom set is I'll have something called yield booster. So I had a nice big juicy red tomato and here's how I got it to go. Um, I just put yield booster on. This is liquid calcium and so plants love calcium. They need calcium on, through their foliage or through their roots, they need calcium to form a nice, juicy, flavorful fruit. So you'll get sweeter cucumbers, zestier peppers, larger tomatoes by putting yield booster on that. It doesn't really, I wish it'd combine them. That'd be really easy. Uh, but Blossom Set helps it to, helps the plant, slows the plant down because they're growing so fast right now that uh, they, it forces them to remember to set fruit. You're here not to grow, become a big luscious plant. You're here to produce some tomatoes and peppers and squash and eggplants. Let's go, let's go. And then the yield booster helps that plant absorb right through the foliage more calcium so it will eliminate blossom end rot. There's that black spot on the end of that fruit that uh, you have to cut off half the fruit and throw it away because it just rotted. That's a classic calcium deficiency. It'll also bulk up, have increased the size 
of your fruits, your vegetables coming out. Not so much fruits, although a tomato is a fruit. So there we go. I can't say that. So mainly these are for vegetable gardens, this, this process. So once a week, I'm going out and I'm talking to my plants. I'm checking out their flowers, watching the butterflies, and I'll spritz them, kind of make them happy with blossom set and then yield booster the next week. I just flip them off once a week. Do it, do both. Do 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 one or the other once a week and it will it will increase the amount of quantity, the 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 size and the the harvest of your vegetable gardens. This is the very first week of summer. I posted a meme up on, on our Facebook page and, and Instagram page. And, you know, you, you post a picture of uh, spring, someone playing with flowers in spring. And people have been indoors so long that they kind of, you put someone, who loves spring? And everyone comments. They all go, I'm ready to be out. I'm ready to garden. Let's do this. I did the same thing this week. Uh, the first day of summer, I went, oh, summer, welcome summer. Who loves summer? That's my personal season. I, I love summer. I love going out in the morning, reading my Bible or or the Wall Street Journal, or just enjoying that morning fresh air uh, without being in a parka. I don't need a fire pit or something to help. I just I just like being out there and watching the birds sing. They just they just love that. It's so pleasant. There's only one. Well, I guess summer and fall. You can do that. And spring is too chilly yet. So I don't like it as much. I like summer better. I like lakes and skiing and swimming. and um, I, I like fall, the first part of fall especially. But then it starts to get chilly again. And then it's just a reminder that I'm going to be working out in the cold very shortly. It'll be snowing. And my job will shift from talking about plants to shoveling acres of snow. It's not that fun. I guess on the slopes is pretty good. But anyway... That's my favorite season of summer. Anyway, I posted this and no one commented. Everyone's going, oh, boo-hoo, summer, it's so hot. I can't live. Going, I love it. It's great. I love the heat. Bring it on. I wish it was five degrees warmer. Some of your plants are the same way. Have you noticed? Your pansies, the snapdragons, they stopped blooming. So if your snapdragons, this beautiful spring, tall, like three-foot flower, it's been glorious. It comes in reds and pinks and yellows and every color under the rainbow. And then as it blooms, it starts to put on seed heads. And so it gets real tall. So the seed the seed heads will float above the foliage about oh, a foot or so. So when it gets done blooming, just cut all those off. Just take your shears or your pruners, cut those right back where the foliage is, fertilize it with flower power. It's a liquid fertilizer a liquid uh, that brings out flowers. And literally that thing, you can force that Snapdragon to come back into bloom within days. I mean, two weeks, and it'll be in full bloom again. So you can, you can we call that pinching or, or deadheading the flowers. As flowers fade, cut those off, fertilize it with the flower power. It's a liquid fertilizer. And all of a sudden, many, many, many flowers will come right back at you. Keep on blooming. Roses, keep on blooming. Some things don't want to rebloom. They're going, it's above 80 degrees. I'm out. I'm just hot. They're the folks you put the uh, you know, first day of summer meme up and, and they go, no, I'm out. That's it. I'm too hot. I'm going, I'm going to the North Pole. That'd be uh, uh, pansies and violas and um, 
What else? Uh, Snapdragon's a little bit, but your kale will start to bolt, go into flour, and there's nothing you can do to keep that from happening. It just, when it's hot, it throws up a flour and starts to become ugly. When those things happen, you can't water it enough. You can't make them happy. They're hot. And so I've been pulling those things out of the garden. John, you're ugly. You're going to die anyway. Come on, get out of the way. Let's put something luxurious in. And there's a whole series of summer flowers, summer vegetables, summer perennials that love everything about summer and autumn. This, these are their two seasons, and they're just starting to get going. So it'd be things like pentas. Penta, P-E-N-T-A. Pentas are this little tiny annual. Gets up maybe a foot, 18 inches or so, and just blooms its heart out. The whole top of that plant is covered in flowers, and butterflies cannot resist it they have you put you want you've got kids you want butterflies in the back patio put some pintas put a whole bucket of just pintas out there and you will have butterflies guaranteed hummingbirds guaranteed they love that uh um, vinca so there's perennial vinca it's a ground cover it's green basically it's green It flowers a little bit with a blue flower, but there's an annual variety that is absolutely, has way more flowers than foliage. This is an annual, so it's going to live through the fall. By, by, oh, Christmas, it's going to be dead, so it'll die back or get out unless you protect it, put it in a greenhouse. But Vincas love the summer heat. Make it hotter, they're happier. Uh, You've got uh, Mandevilla or Passion Vine. There's all types of flowers. I just love this kind of season. You can put some, fl- and this is the time to plant them. So anyway, we've got a lot in store for you. Summer planting season's here. We've got Lisa Waters Lane coming in right after this. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters Garden Companion plants in May are Purple Robe Locust, Vine and Achevia, Prescott Sunshine Geraniums, and Easy Elegant Roses. Just plant these roses in a sunny spot and enjoy. We've married the beauty of long stem roses with the easy care of shrub roses for landscape color like no other plant in the backyard. Choose fragrant reds, radiant pinks, corals, vivacious yellows, and stately whites. Extremely fragrant and only found locally at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Hi, Waters with the plants of the week and our gold flame honeysuckle. Wonderfully fragrant. These blooms are in full color right now and will stay that way until the first frost of October. These pink and gold blooms are irresistible to hummingbirds and butterflies alike. Excellent as a quick ground cover, but robust enough to climb vertical structures and fences, all for under $37. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love blooming vines, they love to shop. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. All right, so we are back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week with your garden questions. Just what are your neighbors talking about? We thought there's some value in sharing that over the airwaves and podcast and streaming all over the place. Things being picked up. I'm getting people from, just had someone from South Carolina <laughs> asking questions from all over the place. So yeah. it's well, kind of fun it. to see the the reach or the sure. influence. Yeah. 
you got quite the glow, my oh, dear. I thought I had something in my teeth. No, you yeah, got this lake glow <laughs> to you. You look good. Oh, so, yeah. Just back from Lake Powell's uh, time on the water. Lake mm -hmm. Powell had a family reunion. Right. It's kind of nice. It was very nice. A lot of fun. Had the grandkids, the kids. Everyone showed up this time. Everyone showed up. Usually someone like our son's in the army. Yeah. He's off. and some, He misses a lot. He misses a lot. It's yeah. hard being that corporate military. Mm -hmm. They're deploying you, changing you kind of stuff. They just, right. just uh, got word. They bought a new house. Mm -hmm. They're going to be moving to Colleen, Texas. Colleen? Yeah, somewhere. Colleen. Fort Hood, yeah. basically. In between Waco and... Uh, Dallas. Mm -hmm. So they're going to move from El Paso, Fort Bliss. He's a captain. He's a basically a PA, physician assistant for a clinic there. And he's got all of his medics and he takes care of, well, soldiers. So COVID's kind of coming down off. He's kind of nice not to be so much COVID driven, <laughs> tracing everyone. And now it's more like real. I stubbed my toe. What do I do, doc? Can I fix it? Should I? Well, I think it's more than stubbing yeah. toes, but okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it's fun. I can't wait to see them. They move, I think, in two weeks or some crazy thing. The new house is ready. They'll yeah, if the new house is ready. <laughs> they're supposed to close. They close their house in El Paso like the 26th, like today. Okay. And then... The 15th, they got a closing on their new house. They're going to live out of a U-Haul trailer and Airbnbs for two weeks right. while their house is being finished. Hopefully it gets finished. Pray for them, folks, if you would. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, so yes. you don't know about closings of houses. Closing but when you got three small kids, too, that you've got to, it's a challenge. Their name is James and Teresa Lane. Three mm -hmm. kids. So it's fun <laughs> to have them. It was fun. Then all the other kids came and. We basically played in the water, played in the water, and played in the water. And the monsoons had hit, yeah. so it looks like uh, we got rained three days out of the six days we were on the lake. Uh, near and some wind. And some wind. wind. The boat held. If you, any of you that have houseboat, houseboat, you know you anchor those things down well, and then you still don't know if you're going to make it, <laughs> if the wind's going to blow you away. It Lo didn't. We lost a canopy and yeah. something else, but hey. Pop up. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Let's talk gardening, not about playtime and vacation. Well, talking and water about and being on vacation, Elizabeth was on vacation for about two weeks. She came back and yeah. her roses looked like they'd just been dusted with oh, white yeah. goo. So yeah. she wants to know, I mean, it's bad. So her question is, is there anything she can do or should she just cut them back oh, no. and kind yeah. of start fresh? Or? So... so it depends on how bad it is. So there's two choices. So we had some of that. We had some powdery mildew. It sounds like what Elizabeth is working with. We had it show up on our euphorbias of all things. Oh. One in the back. It was fine when we left. We'll go for a week, come back, and it's starting to get this wilty, has this dusty white mm -hmm. look to it. And I sprayed it with triple action. I think last night. I'll follow up here in a few days. And if you can do that, if it's not too bad, if you're ahead of it and you just catch it early, triple action works really well. If you catch it late, two weeks may be too late. Yeah. Uh, there you need to get to the bigger, more stronger stuff. There's a, a product on the shelf here. It's called Revitalize. Revitalize. Um, or copper sulfate. Either one of those. Mm -hmm. Revitalize is kind of an organic. We'd start with that. You spray the foliage. And you'll spray it every couple of weeks until you see the new growth coming out clean. Right. And then you probably are, are ahead of this thing. Mm -hmm. If it's really bad, it's dropping leaves. 
it's completely white. It has stopped blooming. There we get drastic, and there we trim it back. We pick all the leaves off, and it's going to be harsh, <laughs> but you pick the leaves off, which is all the spores and stuff. Then you spray it with revitalize or fertilize it, and the new growth that comes out, which will be like within days, right. will come out clean for you. So it depends on the status. You might bring a sample in in a Ziploc baggie, please, because powdery mildew spreads so easy that you really want to get on this. Don't let it go. Yeah. So, But hopefully you've had a good vacation. You're, well <laughs> You're ready rested. to work hard. You're ready to, <laughs> to garden some. So it's all good. That is true. <laughs> Very true. So I'm going to have to put reading glasses on because I can't read the other questions. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, those are nice looking reading glasses. <laughs> those folks on the podcast are looking at the stream. You see it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you look great. Get babe. it all. So Dan has a question. He lives up by Groom Creek and everyone is saying, watch out for bark beetle. Watch out yeah. for bark beetle. His question is, what specifically is he looking for? Oh, sure. And what does a bark beetle look like? Because he sure. sees lots of beetles. He just doesn't know what they're supposed to look like. If you see, now beetles are, hard. bark beetles or Ips beetle are very specific. They like the taste of pine trees or conifers. I've seen them migrate over to, to spruce and fir, and the other things, but they started the pine trees and they move over to other stuff and they are bad. So what do you, they're, they're tiny, maybe an eighth inch, a third of an inch long. I mean, they're just tiny, tiny, but they attack the, the, the trees by the thousands. And so you'll see colonies underneath the bark of a, of a, of a big ponderosa pine. It's been there for a hundred years. You'll peel off the bark. In fact, as they die and they get an age, they get some age, the bark will actually fall off. You'll mm -hmm. see the burrowing underneath that tunnel. It's quite pretty actually. <laughs> it's horrific death, but yeah. they die from starvation because they no longer, they girdle the tree, can't get water from the roots up to the tree, they die. So what do you look for? Look for pinholes. These are tiny beetles. It looks like someone took a, a bobby pin or, or a, and just poked a hole in the bark. That's the exit tunnel mm. of a bark beetle. And so I've got a, a on our website, if you're really interested, you can go to watersgardencenter.com. Just type, there's a search bar in the upper right-hand corner. And this, this is not just a website static. This is an encyclopedia. This podcast will be on the website. Our YouTube videos, channels will be on the our store, garden columns. They're all stored there. But in the upper right-hand corner is a search bar. Just type in bark beetle. I've got a, an entire list, what it looks like, how it acts, how do you how do you go about it, how do you attack them, how do you protect your trees. It's a one-page thing on just bark beetle. Okay. Uh, that's probably the best resource I can give you that's very specific for us here Groom Creek, the central highlands where ponderosa pines mm -hmm. are active. So I have a lot of people worried. They see the big black beetles yeah. floating around. They're worried that those are the bark beetle. Oh, no, no, no. Those are stink bugs or, right. or blister beetles. Something We have so many beetles. Now, in the <laughs> mountains of Arizona, it's dry. Right. So most of your problems are feeding off of either the roots. They're down in the roots. So grubs, mm -hmm. uh, they're feeding off the roots because it's moist down there. Or they're burrowing underneath the bark because it's moist. Or uh, they're feeding off the leaves like aphids because it's moist. They're going after right. the moisture. Mm -hmm. And so bark beetle burrow underneath the bark to go after the sap and okay. the moisture. So a lot of beetles come from grubs. 
And that's usually what those are. It's a mm -hmm. different kind of beetle. So right. there, look for, if you see that, look for white worms in the ground. They're eating the roots off your trees, not the bark <laughs> off your trees. So anyway. Pestilence everywhere. Well, we don't as many. It's not as bad as the Midwest or some no, of the other humid not. areas. But yeah, yeah we got Every some things to watch. Every place has yeah. insects you have it's to gardening. watch. It is being aware of it. You betcha. Yeah. Do we have time for another question? I think we had a minute. You put your glasses on. I think you're a hottie. I, mean, I like. Yep. So Sharon has a very hot southwest corner. Yep. Needs a tree that can get at least 15 feet wide. Wants a couple of recommendations. Oh, most trees get 15 feet wide, so that's pretty easy. So the short, short ones that are wide: crab apples, red buds. What else? Service berries, choke cherries, purple leaf plums. They all do that. Mm -hmm. That's where it's. Go to our website, top10trees.com. They got all the measurements right, right there. It's a great resource. You can see the price, the size. They're all right here. Or better yet, come on down. We like talking to gardeners <laughs> face to face so rather than an email or right. or whatever. So we love you tuning in, checking out and ask questions. But sometimes if you're really serious, you really pull the trigger, come and touch and feel. And the, the yeah. plants will actually they'll call you. Definitely. I want you to come in. Yep. All right. We are out of time. Ken and Lisa Lane. The Mountain Gardeners will be right back. You're listening to Ken Lane, a.k.a. The Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Waters Garden companion plants for June are Moonshine Yarrow, Silverberry, Hall's Honeysuckle, and Sunburst Locust. Sunburst Locust cheerfully shouts, Hello Spring! with its glowing yellow leaves. As summer heats up, it settles down to a naturally cool green, only to turn gold again in the autumn. This waters-exclusive casts a dappled shade perfect for reading books or sharing an outdoor meal and impervious to deer. You'll find the coolest trees here at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Go native with Waters' locally grown selection of overachievers. Waters' hand-selected native plants and cactus are famous for continual blooms, natural beauty, and low care. You can do this. A stunning backyard with less water and even less work. And Waters can help. Go native with Waters' selection of overachieving native plants from Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Shop Waters' native plants in-store or online at watersgardencenter.com. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's Waters with two T's, GardenCenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane. Now if you have a new landscape, you're just, let's say it's under two years old. Typically it takes those plants planted in the ground a couple years for the roots to get fully out into the surrounding soil. And so they need to mature. And they start by maturing with their roots, and then the top growth comes. You get roots on plants, the top growth will follow, especially your evergreens or the conifers, so spruce and pine. Arizona cypress, probably the number one selling windbreak or, or screening plant. You, know, you put them in the ground, and it's like they don't grow for 12 months. 
You know, what's going on? Are you happy? Not What's going on? They're happy. They're just rooting out. Then that following spring, they just go, woo. It's like double in size. They go from nothing, no growth to, woo, my goodness, where did this thing come from? Overnight. They need their roots underneath them. The first year, a spruce or an evergreen pine, Italian cypress, you know, they'll put a little growth. You'll get six, eight, ten inches of growth. But it's rooting mainly. It's putting on two, three feet of growth underneath the ground. The following season, all of a sudden you go from six inch to, oh my gosh, 18 inch growth on a Colorado spruce tree. And it starts to get this beautiful layering. The color comes out. It's just a beautiful specimen plant that really naturalizes. I mean, Spruce Mountain here on the outskirts of Prescott, that's Colorado spruce. You can have one in your own yard. It's very easy to grow those here. And so, but the first year they don't seem to grow much and then they just take off. So it's a good time to put them in when the monsoons are going. This is, plants are actively growing right now, uh, especially under the ground. It's a really good time to take advantage of the moisture, the humidity. You can tell the shade, the shade, the plants just kind of went, oh, they were hot last week. This week they're kind of, oh, the monsoons are, I can feel it. It's, it's a little bit shaded. It's humidity's up. They're not drying out as quickly. They are setting new flower leaf buds, uh, new new root hairs. They're actively, actively growing quickly right now. You you if you know this about the environment, this is the seasonality of our of the mountains, the garden mountains, you can fertilize your plants right now and get a whole nother set of growth. Especially if you have you have brand new landscapes or under a couple years old, really you can push the growth on those and really get them to fill in. Especially if you've got neighbors you're trying to screen, you really do want to fertilize right now at the beginning of this rainy cycle. So we'll have monsoon pattern. It'll rain some, it'll be dry for a week, then it'll rain some. It's just what we do, but it's not so much about the moisture in your landscape. It's about the increased humidity. That sun just isn't as intense. So plants tend to they're, they're busy cooling themselves. The leaves actually turn away from the sun or try to cool themselves. And so they're not, they're not as busy doing that. They're going, oh, it's so nice. And they're, they're good. let's just grow a little bit. Let's put a whole, whole other set of, of leaves on your sycamores, on your maples, on your aspens. They're going to love that. This is a great time to be planting those. This is hard for you folks from coming in from the desert. You're going, oh, you never plant in the summer. Well, yeah, when it's 110 degrees out, you don't plant. But what is it in Flagstaff? When are you going to be a whopping, like, Maybe you'll reach 90 today. I doubt it. You're going to be in the 80s, Prescott. It might be 92. Oh my gosh, I'm melting. I can't take this this heat. Your plants aren't thinking that. They're going, this is beautiful. The, The ground is warm and luscious. I should root here. You might have to watch your watering. So things will need water, especially when it's fully leafed out. And you've got a smaller root mass. Plants are more sensitive so you really want to dial that that irrigation. That's really where gardening, a gardener really has, they, they, they know how to read plants and adjust the watering more or less. More And really, you're playing with frequency. Whenever you water, it's a real deep soak every time. Not just the top of the roots, the entire root ball. 
But then you're waiting. How long should I wait before I do that again? That's that's a secret to watering. It's not everyday watering. They did, plants don't need a camel pack on the back. They're not hiking through the forest. They're in the ground right there. They want that root ball plus a little bit of the surrounding soil, especially underneath the roots, to be hydrated. And then they're good for a while. If you did that every day, plants are going to drown. We have what call, we call root rot or... or Literally, the roots are too wet, they can't breathe, so the plant just lets them go. Going, well, I can't keep it growing here. I can't breathe. I'll just let that root die off. And so the secret now, frequency and deep. So you're watering established plants probably once a week. That's plenty for a rose. It's plenty for a nice big robinia or, or locust tree. That's plenty for your hedgerow of red tip photinias. But deep, you need to really push that water down through the entire root mass. So a drip system running for 15 minutes, don't even waste your time. That's nothing. You got to water a drip system for two hours to really get any amount of moisture on that thing. But then let it dry out. Don't do that every day or you'll, you'll do more damage than good on those plants. For me, as I get some moisture, I've had a little bit of rain, not a lot at my house yet, but it looks, it feels like it's coming. I'm going to leave that irrigation on while the rains come. This is the first few rains. I'm going to take my current irrigation, then I'm going to let the rain kind of permeate and really rehydrate my landscape soils. That'll really make them happy. And then as we start to get more and more moisture by the end of July or August, I might I might actually throttle back the irrigation. I'll, I'll read the plants and decide what to do as the rains come. We got Lisa Waters Lane coming back in right after this. Don't change that dial. Be right back. The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations. Guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Wondering why the grass is always greener on the other side? Well, it's probably because your neighbor used the all-purpose fertilizer from Waters Garden Center. Monsoon is right around the corner, and it's the perfect time to feed your plants. Waters all-purpose fertilizer is the only organic made especially for Arizona mountain soils. Don't buy a bunch of different fertilizer for your flowers, veggies, trees, or grass. This one does it all. The plants on your side will be happier, healthier, well, greener. Safe, natural, organic. Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Waters Garden Companion Plants for June are Golden Locust, Silverberry, Hall's Honeysuckle, and Portulaca. Portulaca tolerates blazing sun where the neon flowers attract butterflies. Available in red, orange, violet, white, and pink. Great for containers, rock gardens, between sunny stepping stones, or any hot, dry garden space where nothing else grows. The brighter, the better. You'll find the toughest bloomers at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener. Now welcome back to The Mountain Gardener. Hey, Ken and Lisa Lane here, the Mountain Gardeners, and uh, there's some expertise. Gardening is part of uh, gardening is the more the merry. The more you get 10 gardeners in a room and you you look at a a situation or a creative outlet or you'll get 12 answers. It's just the more, the better. This is a very social gathering place, and so I think there's some value in having another gardener 
I just called my pretty wife of 34 years in two weeks, mm -hmm. 34 years anniversary. I'm all set. I'm very excited. I've got the perfect, I, know. I spent all like two nights ago, like all night till midnight, just making your anniversary gift. I'm feeling the pressure. What does that mean? You're going you to love it. You're going to be giddy. No, I got to come up with something just as good. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Okay. It's pressure. I'll, I'll help you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> All men are the same. doesn't matter. <laughs> Never mind. I retract that over the airwaves. Don't listen. <clears throat> okay. I don't um, even know. So happy anniversary early. And okay. uh, so... Where was I going? You even got me flustered. Am I red? So Look at the stay, camera. Yeah. Stay oh. tuned to see what I got for, <laughs> and then I'll tell and you what I got him. The great thing I looked at, so we own a houseboat on Lake Powell. There's four families that share on this boat. And so our week, so we just rotate weeks and our week is our anniversary week. So I'm going to take you out someplace special. Blue Buddha Sushi. I love that place. Oh, it's the best sushi ever. Very so, good. Yeah. Very, very good. <laughs> Okay, enough of that. This is about you and gardening. Share some gardening tips. I'll, I'm just here to entertain you and make you laugh. There you go. So usually we're talking about outdoor plants, what's new, what's wonderful outside. Yeah. But we just got a really great shipment of houseplants in. Oh, beautiful. And so I kind of wanted to highlight some of those. Yeah. So in this time of year, you know, you can have those houseplants out on a, a covered patio, covered deck. Um, you can certainly move them outside right now and then bring them back in in the fall and winter. So it's a good time to try some new things. Um, you know, with houseplants, it's funny. Now I'm totally now. distracted. Uh, sorry, houseplants. We're done. Outdoors. We're just done. Okay. Uh, so people have a certain comfort level with houseplants. So some people just say, you know, I can't grow anything. I'm not going to try anything. And then there's other people that just, especially with the kind of a new craze and our, our daughter is yeah. one of these, Megan, they just really excited to try new things, things that take a lot of, um, not a lot, but they take more work than just throwing it in a corner. And, Artistry. Right. Uh, they're they're right. not just a pothos or a philodendron. Yeah. They're actually cool. And they require neat, a little extra care. So, yeah. you know, if you're like me, I'm one of those people. I love houseplants, but I want really easy care houseplants. I want Chinese evergreens. I want spathophyllums. I want sansevierias. Um, things that rubber plant, things that I'm not constantly having to... Um, you know, clean up or worry about the watering, that kind of stuff. But not everybody is like that anymore. They True. really want something that they can nurture. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's what I was telling Meg because she was killing some With nurture? <laughs> with nurture. <laughs> Hashtag plant so, parent. Death. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Meg, you need some plants that you can really take care of. So she got really into uh, ferns. Yeah. And so we actually have quite a nice selection of ferns in right now, more than just your Dallas you know, yeah. or Kimberly Queen Fern. Um, we got one called a Blue Star. Ooh, that sounds neat. I know. It's a really pretty, you wouldn't look at it and go, oh, it's a fern. Um, but it's really, really pretty fern. We got some bird nest fern. We got some rabbit foot fern. Wow. Um, two or three other varieties that are just not your maidenhair fern. Boy, you want something to really take care yeah. of. <laughs> 
main hair fern would be the one. But just a few different varieties of ferns beyond just your standard Kimberly Queen. And, and if you're a person that likes to water, you like to spritz, you like to go take care of things, ferns, ferns are, are it. Yeah. one for you. Great for bathrooms, kitchens, mm -hmm. more humid kind of, right. of rooms. There are some rooms mm -hmm. that are more humid than others. Oh, definitely. So. Yeah. Um, we also got in some um, more succulents. Now, most people think of oh, succulents, you just throw them in the corner and forget about them too. Uh, but there are so many really pretty succulents that you can put out that uh, if you have a especially bright room or a warm room, yeah. uh, front window, uh, some of the succulents would do really well in there. We got an Echeveria that they call Pink Rose. That's a so sedum. Echeveria is a sedum. Uh, not really. Okay. It's an area. Okay. I'm, track, I'm not quite tracking. I don't know all the Latin names of houseplants. It's, it's in my the succulent family. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. So it's kind of a grayish, but it has a real pink edge around it. Sounds neat. Very, very pretty. Uh, we got some jades in. We got yeah. the, um, I think it's called sunset jade. So it has kind of the red edge around it. Yeah. Really nice plant. Just good way to get color into your home. If Jades you... live forever. Oh, I mean, they they're just, they're great, strong, mm -hmm. consistent for decades kind of houseplant. That is true. Also for color, we got in some anthurium. Mm. So they have that real bright uh, red flower on them. Just and that bloom last. Is that the heart-shaped flower? Is that... Right. Yeah, got it's it. It's the Hawaiian tracking. state flower. Hawaii. I did not know that. Yeah. Sorry to insult the Hawaiians. I should know your state flower, but <laughs> sure. anthuriums, mm -hmm. a great houseplant for here. Right. And just really long lasting bloom. So good yeah. one to have in there. Uh, we also got, and this is, I've only seen these a few times, but we've gotten a Hoya in that's a variegated Hoya. Oh, cool. Uh, really that's unusual. Pretty. That's rare. Mm -hmm. It's just a really pretty nice size one. So if you're into Hoyas or those kind of different plants, beautiful. Um, we also got in a, um, oh, they call it an arrowhead plant. I forget the botanical name of it, but you know, most of the time they're green or green and white. This one is pink. Pink. Yeah. Really? Really, really pretty. I think it's arrowhead donica is the Latin you name of the arrowhead. <laughs> I could totally bluff. You wouldn't Not know even. if it slapped you know. upside the head. If an arrow <laughs> slapped you upside the head. <laughs> also for color, we got a hypoestes. So we got pink splash, red splash, and white splash. So if you're not familiar with that one, it is a really, it's a foliage huh. plant, not blooms, but foliage. Okay. And the the leaves are kind of a variegated a pink and white. Oh, uh, splotchy or variegation, just the outer edges. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Unusual. Yeah. I think that is, is that common name is like splotch plant or spot really? plant or polka dot plant or something yeah. like that. Don't know, but really pretty bright, bright colors. Um, so good way to get color into the house, um, even if you don't do blooms. African violets. Of who doesn't course, love number one seller. A good. African How many did you get? Violet. Like dozens or just we a always couple? try to bring. I think we're like twenty. Of okay, them. good. Um, assorted colors. Yep. So you know they're coming up. Used to be just all you had was the yeah, ones with the purple blooms, yeah. and that was it. Now they're pinks and whites and yellows. Variegated and, foliage, mm -hmm. bigger, smaller. There's so yeah. many unique varieties. Great in windowsills. Like yeah. You don't have a ton of room, but you've got a little windowsill you want to put something in. They're, they're wonderful for that, just to brighten up the home. We also got, now, pothos is a... You know, everybody's used to the pothos and they're, they are easy to grow. Yeah. So if you're like, I'm not sure about these crazy plants, but I would like something pretty. 
So we've got the Enjoy, which is a um, little bit smaller leaf, but it's white with green variegation okay. on it. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Um, tends to be a little more compact, real pretty. Uh, we got Neon. So Neon is uh, like a chartreuse green color. True, Kelly green, yeah. only brighter. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it really shows up in your home. We got some nice marble pothos in, the green and gold. So that's kind of a nice, easy care plan if you don't want to start out with a fern. <laughs> so pothos is that one that gets that really long trailing. Mm -hmm. oh, it's a vine virtually. Right. So you can, you can actually trail it around the kitchen if you wanted. Right. Or if you don't, cut that off and it'll just yeah. get bushier and bushier nice and, and bushier and bushier. Don't let it vine. You, right. just, you can actually self prune it mm -hmm. to keep it bushier. And philodendrons. Oh, so philodendrons way. are another one that uh, pretty easy care plant for the most part. We got some monstera. We got the Congo green, which is actually kind of like that one a lot. Real different look to it. Hope. Uh, we got Swiss cheese. Lots of different philodendrons to look at. So the my our daughters, twin daughters, did a sisterhood trip down to the growers, mm -hmm. spent a whole day, had lunch, visited different uh, greenhouses, and just handpicked. They're both houseplant nuts. Yep. And just kind of, this is the selection they picked yeah. and delivered this week. Really so if nice you like stuff. rare, unusual, different kinds of tropical houseplants, mm -hmm. no, first come, first serve. Right. So that's a little more <laughs> hard to find. Okay. Kenna Lisa Lane and the Mountain Gardeners. Mm -hmm. Thanks for coming in, Lisa. We will be right back after these important messages. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website. Podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Waters Garden companion plants for June are Golden Locust, Moonshine Yarrow, Hall's Honeysuckle, and Gilt Edge Silverberry. Gilded Edge Silverberry grows head high with bright gold and blue leaves that screens out the most obnoxious neighbors while standing up to blistering heat and wind. The super sweet flowers are utterly animal proof. Even javelina and deer don't like the taste of this local shrub. You'll find the best evergreen natives at Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. 300,000? Imagine a landscape meaning 300,000 trees. Wow. But that's exactly how many trees Frederick Olmsted planted in New York's Central Park. That guy liked trees. Me too. A 2014 study found the more trees in a neighborhood, the lower the incidence of heart disease. Darwin, Einstein, and Beethoven hung out with trees to help them think. Trees are part of nature that helps us relax, daydream, and feel happier. Plant your own Central Park from Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane. Now I'm going through the show notes here and at the bottom of the hour I had mentioned you should fertilize everything in the landscape at the front edge of the monsoon rain. So now is your best time for summer feeding. You can get a whole other set of growth. But I never mentioned here, what should you use? Stay away from uh, liquid fertilizers, especially during the rain. So miracle Grow, some of these liquid peters, uh, things that you add to your water. Don't waste your energy, time, or money. Go with a granular food. And the one to really use is 
Waters 744 All-Purpose Plant Food. It's an organic food for, so it's not going to hurt your birds. You know, it's, as the rain hits the granulars, it goes through the rock, goes through that fabric, goes through down into the roots. Just every time we get some rain or irrigation over the next three months, it's going to fertilize that plant, bring out this nice, great, green, thick, lush growth. So it's, it makes them happy. Anytime you plant a new plant, we recommend sprinkling a handful of the all-purpose plant food on top of that as well, something we make. Here and I've been tweaking that recipe for two decades, and it really makes it makes local plants grow like nuts. They grow they grow crazy, so they really like it. It's a great time to be planting, let's say, shade trees. If you need more shade, you've been hot last June, and you want some more shade. You want to cut the wind, keep it up above the roof line instead of down where you're enjoying the backyard patio. You can plant. A shade tree right now. It is not too hot. So you're you're fine to do that. So some of your bigger shade trees, probably the biggest, most famous, probably the most planted in neighborhoods here is the sycamore called London Plain Sycamore. It's got a great big leaf. It's as big as your hand. It's huge. It grows fast. It does get big. So it's got to, it'll go up easily 50, 60 with age, maybe 70 feet. So it's a big boy. It's substantial. And so the other one that's sort of like that, it's a little easier to maintain, doesn't get quite as large and a little less messy, has better fall color, is Autumn Blaze Maple. There's a whole series. Actually, I've got several maples. And again, they got that great big leaf. They don't form the balls, those little uh, ornamental sycamore balls. They don't get those, so that's why they're a little less messy. And sycamores, are they're not famous for their fall color. Sometimes, if the weather is just right and the stars align and we've got a solar flare and there are aliens flying our way, maybe it can have some golden color to it, but really it goes from green to brown. That's what sycamores do. Maples go from these beautiful, rich orange, deep fire engine red. They're beautiful, yet they still get up to... Ah, 40, 50 feet tall. It's a big tree and probably 20 feet wide. So it's, it's, it's a big, substantial shade tree. Another one that's used often, that's, that's a native, it grows wild throughout the mountains of Arizona, is aspen. Aspen's probably the number one selling tree. I can't say that. Maples, I think maples are number one. Aspens are right behind them. As far as everyone wants that white bark. They like the, the trembling leaf. They call it uh, 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 Populus tremuloides. The Latin name is trembling leaf poplar is the, is the Latin name for that. Because when the wind blows from them, the, the leaves kind of dance on the foliage. They don't get as wide, but they get as tall. So they'll go easily 50 feet tall, 40, 50, something like that. They just don't get wide. So maybe they'll get 10 feet wide or so. So you use them down the property line next to a, a, a backyard uh, patio or, or, or pergola, something like that. You want to sh- block or shade, block the wind or shade that that area. It's a good one for that. You want to frame a picture of, of let's say, Thumb Butte or Glassford Hill or, or or Granite Mountain. Use use aspens on either side. You almost you can create a picture frame of that view. You can almost accentuate, you know, draw the eye towards that. Use That's how you use aspens. They're really fun to play with. Another one that's just like that, that I think is even hardier than aspens, especially at the lower elevations. If you're below 5,500 feet, 
down to 3,500. I say down to, to Camp Verde, Cottonwood, Sedona, those areas. You're down there, the birch. Birch, there's a several varieties of birch. There's, one, there's a wild river birch that grows native here. It doesn't have white bark, though, so that's why it's not as popular. I know it's native, but it's not as popular, but it does naturalize really nicely. It grows near the creek bottoms, that kind of stuff. But you've got your, your European varieties the, with the white uh, paper, like white paper white uh, bark to them. They're beautiful. They don't, they're deeper rooted than an aspen ever dreamed of being. The, the shape is the same size, so it gets up 40 feet tall by 15, 20 feet wide. So they're pretty, and they're hardier. They're longer lived than an aspen is. That's a good choice. What are the other ones? Oh, the golden one. You've seen a golden locust. That's been, it's been spectacular. This is locust country. They love growing at this higher elevation. They're deciduous. That is, they'll lose their leaves in the winter, but they've got this smaller rose of green foliage but when the new growth comes out it's always golden so they call it golden honey locust it, a locust is one you really want to be careful who and what you're buying so some folks if it's a discount place okay just, they're getting the cheaper locust and they'll get big old thorns on them they're just nasty that like they want to they want to rip your jugular veins out they're just so 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 aggressive that's that's a native um locust tree if you start a locust by seed more than likely that's what you're going to get if you're a sophisticated grower and you're taking a graft you're grafting the perfect mother plant you take a, a branch off of that and you graft it onto another locust root so now you get an exact replica dna exact as the mother plant that does not have thorns it gets better color to it has better shape and form it's not the st- ugly ugly child this is the beautiful supermodel you, you can breed those and have them out in your landscape and for trees you do not want to take shortcuts with trees you want to buy the best quality you can possibly get because that thing's going to be there for the next 300 years and an ugly tree simply grows up to be bigger and uglier a beautiful tree tends to get bigger and more luscious, more majestic with age. So really focusing. You really, you really do want to hand pick. Don't trust your landscaper. To, yeah, put, a, put three trees in, two boulders and a, and a shrub. I'll be good. No, you want to go to the nursery and pick it with them or hand pick, tag and I want that one. That's Do your homework and really know what you're getting. Anyway, I'm on my soapbox a little bit just because I'm appalled at what I see sometimes at other nurseries going, oh my gosh, the advice they give. I just want to shake my head. Just I duck my head and go in and just go, okay, I'm not here. I'm not, I'm not hearing this. La, 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 la. <laughs> anyway, what else? Other Shorter shade trees. Let's say you've got a patio. You don't need a gigantic you know, maple. You can go with smaller things. So something that only gets 12, 15, 20 feet tall. There's a whole series of things. The number one seller there is purple leaf plum. The new growth, it's the very first tree to bloom pink. The whole, all the, the entire plant is, is this, this very soft pink flower to it. And then after it's done blooming, it puts on purple foliage. It stays that color throughout the season, mostly. Depends on the variety. But it's called a purple leaf plum. Its fall color is purple. Its summer color, yeah, purple. Its spring foliage, yeah, purple. It's purple leaf plum. It's just a vase-shaped, beautiful, easy-to-grow tree. Deer, javelina, 
Nothing eats this tree. It's, it's bulletproof. It's drought hardy. It's a good tree for here. The cousin to that is called red bud. It's another native. It just grows wild throughout the mountains of Arizona. It's different varieties, but red bud has a, it's a heart-shaped leaf. Gets up to about 15 feet tall, kind of an umbrella shaped shape to it, but it has another real bright, really bright, crisp pink flower to it in spring. And then it comes out with these beautiful heart-shaped leaves. Its fall color is going to be gold, like an aspen, just beautiful yellow gold. It's very, very hardy, very robust. Once this tree gets going and established, probably don't even have to water it unless you get extreme drought, but it's just low care kind of plant. You know, crab apples, service berries. Oh boy, I'm gonna run out of time. There's so many. This is a good time to plant trees because you'll put them in the ground and they will root. They'll double, triple their roots just by planting now. Anyway, I uh, got more for you, but I could take a break. Be right back right after this. You're listening to local garden expert, Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. He can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener. Go native with Waters' locally grown selection of overachievers. Waters' hand-selected native plants and cactus are famous for continual blooms, natural beauty, and low care. You can do this. A stunning backyard with less water and even less work. And Waters can help. Go native with Waters' selection of overachieving native plants from Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Shop Waters' native plants in-store or online at watersgardencenter.com. Gee, my flowers just bloom too much. Said no one ever. Hi, this is Kenneth Waters. We had a crazy winter and everyone's ready for flowers in the garden. Waters Flower Power is made specifically for Arizona that gives flowers that extra boost to burst into bloom. It's an energy kick in the plants. Get ready for roses that rule, peppers that pop, and tomatoes that triumph. More power to the flowers with Flower Power at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. So some advice I can I can wrap this up with is you should be actively gardening right now. And, and what that means is you're going out into the gardens, into the landscape, into the yard, and you're touching, looking, feeling, talking to your plants. That's what gardeners do. Plants will actually respond. But also what that will do is you'll be, you'll be aware of certain problems might show up. So right now we're seeing spider mite terribly. And they're on everything. It's ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. This webbing material over top of your foliage. So, so the plants can look kind of dusty and kind of off color. And then when you look closely... It's got some webbing on the inside or so, but no spiders. Spider, they will kill that plant if you don't act on it. They'll literally just obliterate. They'll eat it to death. You really want to jump on that. We're seeing uh, powdery mildew. So on Coreopsis, what are we seeing this? You've got to watch your pumpkins, squash. Uh, they can be on flowers. And so watch for this white powdery, roses. You'll see this white kind of spotting on the leaves. That's powdery mildew. And if it gets bad enough, the whole plant or that whole section, that whole branch can be just white or thus the name powdery. Looks like you've dusted talcum powder over that foliage and it can kill the plant. You do, things are growing so fast right now. I said it's okay to plant because things are growing so fast. 
Well, so are your bugs. So are your, your disease. And so really be out there and watch for things and react to them quickly. Don't let them go because just, just three days, when you come back from that trip, that golf tournament in Albuquerque, that wherever you're going for a few days, you come back, it, it can be dead in that amount of time. It, the, the speed at which things change in a garden is very, very quick this time of year, especially with the monsoon patterns. Fertilize everything. Use the 744 all-purpose plant food on everything from the lawn to the flowers to the trees, roses, shrubs, everything. Put it on everything, especially new plantings. If you're going to put a new shade tree in, put a handful of all-purpose food, 744, the, 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 the soil sulfur that interacts with the cottonseed meal and the iron really brings out the color on plants. And so you can get a whole other set of flowers on all those roses. It just really, it just brings out the rose growth, rose care. And then if we, we started up our garden classes. So every Saturday, we have a free garden class. They're there to help you be a better gardener. And last week, we had 50 people at this class. It overwhelmed us. We weren't ready. Uh, but, but we made it go, and it was just great, very energetic uh, people were engaged, and so lots of new gardeners here. So this week, this weekend, it was uh, the better mountain fruit trees. So how do you grow fruit trees? Which fruit trees? How do you plant them? How do you harvest them? How do you just how do you grow edible kind of trees? That was this weekend. Next Saturday, gardening for newcomers. That'll be July second. Uh, so come for that. If you're new to the area, you don't even know what garden zone we are. How often to water? what to look for, what kind of plants work here. We'll go over all that seasonality and, and which plants you can put in, which ones you should probably try to avoid. They're too difficult to grow here unless you got just the right spot. We'll go over all of that. It's kind of a it's kind of technical type of class. The week after that, July 9th, better berries and grapes. So how do you grow figs and pomegranates and grapes and blackberries, boysenberries, all those kinds of things. And then July 16th, Avoid these common pests at all costs. We'll go over, we'll have examples of what uh, what bugs are growing right now. We'll show you what leaf spot looks like. We'll, we might even break out the microscope and show, blow the thing up so you can see it You know, 200 times. It's normal size. It's freaky. So we'll go over all that, kind of how to keep weeds at bay. Going into more, again, more technical but it's also timely because this is when bug issues and weed issues really play out heavily. So that's every Saturday. Take a look at watersgardencenter.com. There's a great big classes button on the front page. You can't miss it. There's a whole wealth of, of information on that website. It's not just a stagnant website. It's actually a living, breathing encyclopedia of plant knowledge for the, for the mountains, the central highlands of Arizona. Anyway, throughout the week, Lisa and I camp out here at Waters Garden Center. We love talking to fans of the show. I hate weeds. Monsoon rains are so refreshing, even my landscape comes alive. But so do my weeds. Stop weeds in their track in one simple step. Waters Weed and Grass Stopper spreads like fertilizer. It kills weed seed before monsoon rains allow them to sprout. No need to weed. It's safe for trees, even flower beds, and so much safer than that toxic waste the big box sells. Weed and Grass Stopper, and only found at Waters Garden Center in Prescott. If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. 
Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in.